The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Break. I have Patrick with me and then Brian. Derek is in a very important meeting, but he might join us later. He was very kind to give me a long, uh, give me his long <laughs> rundown oh, for the show. Okay. So right. yeah, he is in fact a great host. So because shout out to him. him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he writes everything. Oh, and he even sent me season 19, episode 105. To make sure that you said yes, that. yes. So did he also shout out there. did he also put in there for me to ask you if if my attire is is acceptable to you today, Mother Wardrobe? Oh are, are my god, no! Are I only solid? I only gave you the fire back because <laughs> you gave it to me first the day before. Me? What? Yes. No. But anyways, let's get right into the show. Let's talk some drama. We'll talk about some injuries uh, <laughs> later on. Mike McCarthy, he's about to step yeah. on the podium and, and talk to the media uh, here very, very shortly. But in the meantime, there's some drama going on currently <laughs> all over social media in regards to Micah Parsons and him not making the list. The, right. So uh, this morning, the NFLPA announced its uh, second annual Players All-Pro team. So first of all, let's qualify this as this is not the, the typical and longstanding um, All-Pro voting that NFL fans and NFL teams are accustomed to. That's the AP version, which will drop here in a couple of days. That's the that's the one that actually has the most weight. However, when it comes to Michael Parsons, uh, that's arguable. So here's who made for the Cowboys, here's who made the NFL PA first team all pro. It's CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin, Deron Bland, Brandon Aubrey, and Tyler Smith. Shout out to Tyler Smith. Uh, if you notice, there are two notable names not there Dak Prescott uh, and Micah Parsons. Lamar Jackson beat out Dak Prescott on the first team. That's fine. You can, you can go with that. Um, we'll see what the second team list looks like. But for the first team off-ball linebackers, which is still technically what Mike Parsons' position is, he was beat out by, in the players' voting by Roquan Smith and Fred Warner. And, uh, of course, that warrants a lot of discussion. So Twitter is on fire about it right now, um, making their argument. And and I don't disagree with them. I think Fred Warner, obviously a future Hall of Famer. I'm fine with Fred Warner being there. But as much as I love Roquan Smith, going back to his days with with, uh, University of Georgia and seeing him play with his hair on fire in Baltimore, uh, help that team to a number one seed, I still can't put Roquan Smith over what Micah Parsons is and is doing and continues to do. Um, So that's the discussion right now. So and here's why it matters really to Micah Parsons. For those that are wondering if if this is the one, quote unquote, that matters, eh, that's arguable. It matters to Micah Parsons because – he said on the record, Pro Bowl voting doesn't really move him because a third of it is fan generated. He said the NFL top 100 list that comes out annually, he loves that list because it's player voting yeah. only. Mm-hmm. Well, this is player voting only, yeah. and he didn't make first team. Uh, we might have an angry Michael going into the playoffs. Good luck, Green Bay. I like that. Brian, what are your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I think it's difficult for Micah because there's I, I don't know if the players they they see now they're watching tape and they're watching opponent tape. And maybe there's some guys that sit down and watch games when they get home. You know, maybe there's some guys that don't. There's some guys that just get away and you know, so but if you have a vote for this, I hope the guys that are voting for this know, you know, okay, I voted for this guy because of this. Or I voted I think there's a lot of players that aren't sure what Micah Parsons plays. Mm. They know he's a weapon. You know, if there was a vote for give me the give me the the player that most offensive coordinators hate to deal with, Micah Parsons would be on that list. He'd be one of the top guys. I think there's players that are not sure. Is Micah an edge? Is he a linebacker? So they really don't know a category. You know, Roquan Smith, uh, you know, and 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 Patrick I I totally respect what you're saying there, but he he's completely turned that rave when when they traded for him. That Ravens defense became completely different in a, in a positive way, and I I can understand why teams that played the Ravens are like this. Roquan Smith's a he's a beat. Oh yeah, he's different. Yeah, he's different. And so, but I think that Micah falls in a category where players are like, yeah, give me vote for the best defensive weapon. Micah Parsons is probably going to get 85% of that vote, you know, and then, then, then the others, you know, the, 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 the Crosby's and guys like that. And, but that's, I think that's the problem uh, with, you know, with, with Micah, he, he is such a, he's a difference maker at so many different positions that players are like, well, where do we put him? You know, but then again, you say, well, do you put him at edge? Well, wait a minute. I like, I've seen these two guys, or do you put him at linebacker? Well, I've seen these two guys. So I I think there's a I think there's some of that to that. I I know if you had a vote of offensive coordinators around the league and they and they said vote on the most disruptive player that's the hardest to prepare for, mm-hmm. Micah Parsons would be on everybody's list. I mean, cuz those guys watching tape too. Yeah. And I I think there's sometimes some people that maybe haven't seen Micah Parsons play. Maybe they've seen the highlights and things like that. Or maybe they hear about Micah not getting help, you know, getting any holding calls. You know, these players will tell you, ah, we don't listen, we tune that out. No, they really don't. They hear <laughs> right. everything that we say, well, everything also, that we write. Well, you keep up with the people that are in the business with you. Like yeah. you keep up with the people that oh, yeah. are playing the same sport as you, and who's doing well, who's doing For really competitive good. For competitive reasons, yeah. you want to you want to outdo them. Yeah. So, yeah, you might see Micah on a on a tape. You're watching. You're watching your. Uh, you know, you're playing the, the Eagles this week, and you're the the Bills. And you're you're watching the game, and all of a sudden you're watching the Dallas game, and you're like going, "Gosh, Micah is just wrecking shop here." And then there maybe there's some guys that aren't even noticing that. You know, maybe they're not even noticing. They're just kind of they're watching the Eagles, and you know, or they're watching the Bills, and they're not really paying attention to what. And so I, I wonder how many players really, really, really vote. And that and that also gets me on the top 100, because I've heard rumors about. Like players not wanting to players to, for them to ask them to write down five things, yeah. <laughs> vote up, vote on a hundred, vote on a hundred, fill out a ballot with a hundred players. No, I've, I've been in the locker room when they have those lists, and yeah. I'll see players' papers, and they'll have just like two names on top, yeah. and then right. <laughs> the rest of the sheet right. of paper exactly. is completely there's blank. Some, there's some players that that take that seriously. And then there's others where they hand it to Scott Agolnik and say, "Hey, Scott, vote for this team for me, please." Or, "Hey, uh, Joe." That's someone who works in PR. Yeah, by Joe. The way. Joe Trahan, uh, please vote for vote. Do my vote, my ballot here, please. 
you know, there's there's guys that take this seriously, and then there's guys that like, you know, like they they don't know. Yeah, that's the hard thing about it, though. And I, I think that to me, you know, fan vote is interesting because I'll tell you where the fans have become even more engaged. It's because of fantasy football. Yeah, fans will sit there and they will know the backup tight end for the New Orleans Saints because of fantasy football. You know, so this is where when you start to talk about fan vote, fans know who who are playing well and who's not playing well. The players, even though they're playing against Micah Parsons, I guarantee you there's guys that voted for Micah Parsons, but you know, he didn't have enough of those guys. Yeah. You know, so I it's a this is a that's funny, I was laughing at kind of to myself though. It's the players association vote. Micah <laughs> pays dues for that. You know, pays matter of fact, one of the highest paying dues yeah. of any union in the world. And I'm sure Micah's looking at his dues that are going to that league and going, hmm. I wonder if I really need to be paying these dues. I, what, I want a refund. I yeah. what, it's an excellent point Brian makes about it. the problem is is Micah is in positional purgatory. Yeah. Right? Nobody knows what, what he really what does plays. He play? What does he what play? Does he play? He's listed as linebacker, yeah. but majority of his snaps are defensive end yeah. um, as edge rusher. But then, you know, you'll see him play a particular game on any respective week, and his linebacker snaps will outweigh yeah. what he did at the edge. So I – that does play into it 100%, which also makes me wonder how does, how will this AP All-Pro list shake out? Because yeah. that's going to be – if that's an issue yeah. with, with the players voting, it's going to be an issue with how media – because we're sitting here media talking about it. Yeah. Like, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, we do have some injury updates. Those, those have come in. So Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith will be limited with his foot injury in practice, the torn plantar fascia. So he is trending in the right direction towards being on the field. Um, Cowboys exec Stephen Jones. Jerry Jones has backed this up. Mike McCarthy as well. They're all in lockstep as far as expecting Tyler Smith and Zach Martin to be on the field. So the Cowboys should have a full complement of the starting offensive lineman. Stephon Gilmore he will not practice today. That is not unexpected at all. With that uh, subluxation uh, to his shoulder that he suffered, popped out. They popped it back in. MRI showed no major damage. He's expected to play. Um, but they'll probably hold him out of practice this week and hold him out until the walkthrough on Saturday. Yeah. So that's where they're trending right now with those two headline injuries. Well, positive. Positive. <laughs> Pos- on the you got posi- your I was going to ask. No, I, I, I'm struggling. I, no, I can't take any more doses. <laughs> you, run dose. you run out? You run out? I met the max. Overdose on the so I'm at the max, okay. so I cannot. Um, yeah, I'm struggling here. the injury report. <sighs> Illness. Breathe my mouth. Illness. I'm like, um, no, but but that's good, and yes. we'll see how it keeps developing for over the week. And Yeah, I think the thing that what we were talking about yesterday is injury reports this time of year when you get yeah. to the playoffs – the further you get in the playoffs, the more the players realize, like, listen, I've got You're all in. I it's see they, they see the finish line. They yeah. they see four more games is what they see. They don't see they don't see 14 more games. They see four more games for a chance. And and a lot of guys will fight through. There's a lot of guys will fight through injuries during the season. But now even more so, you know, if, if it means, hey, listen, I will play Sunday, but I can't practice. OK, and there's a lot of guys that are that way right now that yeah. just have to you just you just have to get them to Sunday. 
And if you get them to Sunday, your chances to win are pretty good. Yep. It's it's a one-week season yeah. here on out. <gasps> yeah. So, like you said yesterday, well, well, like you said yesterday, um, there's no more, you know, holding out a guy. Yeah. If a guy can play through something without causing a setback or creating a long-term situation, yeah. that guy's going to be on the yeah. field. Because there is no tomorrow if you don't win this game, whatever that game might be. Wild card, you know, divisional matchup, whatever. you got to have all hands on deck. Absolutely. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into this Green Bay Packers offense and hear the whole scouting report and how the team is currently looking. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Cool. Back to the break. You know the drill, Cowboy Nation's wide out at AT&T Stadium this weekend. Show up for our boys as they take on the Green Bay Packers in the 2023 NFL wildcard round in an all-white game day outfit. Head to the pro shop near you or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com for a Fanatics experience to find your whiteout gear. Welcome back to the second segment presented by blockchain.com. So, Brian, this is Derek's question. How would you describe this team, this Green Bay Packers team, for those who haven't watched them this season? Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's funny because Coach McCarthy was just talking about how young they are. They're one of the youngest teams in the in the National Football League. Uh, They're battling injury right now, and you know, and they they don't have. 
um, they don't have a, uh, a, a like a group of wide receivers. I mean, the Cowboys have played wide receivers here the last several weeks and throughout the season where there've been like marquee names, marquee players, and really the Packers aren't that way. They, and that's the way I remember. And it goes way back to the time when I worked in Green Bay in, in 1992 when we started. They just don't look at receivers as, okay, let's go out and get first-round guys. Let's go out. They like to try and, and, and work the second, third, fourth rounds. They like to try and develop guys. Uh, they've done a really good job of the history of that and been able to some outstanding players, uh, you know, Adams and others. I mean, they've had guys that have just been super talented players. But this group is a little bit banged up right now. They've got a, they've got a quarterback who is a veteran in years, but not a veteran in starts. And – so throughout the year, he's had his times where he's been actually very, very good. There's times where he gets very sloppy in games. You, you know, he's one of those guys that, we, depending on if how you pressure him, how he adjusts. Uh, but when he is when he's on, he could be lethal the way he throws the ball. But when you when you pressure him a little bit, or he gets sloppy with his footwork, he can miss passes. He could be high. He could be wide. You know, it's it, it's a little bit like you know we've seen through the years with an, uh, with Aaron Rodgers and how Rodgers can throw from different platforms and it just it seems so effortless and easy and you're like oh how do you make that throw? Dobbs is uh, excuse me, uh, Love has got some of that ability to do that, but there'll be times where say he gets a little bit loose and then the ball kind of goes away from him. Their offensive line is one of the better ones that the Cowboys will play uh, this year. They're one of the, the those teams that, that don't give up a whole lot of pressure. Matter of fact, they're right behind the Cowboys uh, when it comes to the number of pressures that they give up. So it's a, it's a, it's a team that, uh, that has a lot of components to it. It's got a coach that's a primary, the play caller, the head coach is the play caller. He likes to go motion to motion and then kind of confuse you that way way so he's going to test your your eyes that with that uh he's going to get the tight ends involved he's going to get the tight ends involved in blocking he's going to throw screens so there's a lot of things that they do offensively that are dynamic but they just do it without the marquee names with with, with the exception of a couple positions so nine and eight season i believe yeah. mm-hmm. that they uh finish the season with now before we dive completely into the scouting report Patrick, since you love giving percentages and scales <laughs> and graphs and science, we know in the past and what Cowboys fans and everybody is used to was facing Aaron Rodgers yes. and, and how you can fear that guy in the last second of the game. He can always come back and score. Indeed. Um, how different is now as a, as a whole, looking at what the new team and everything that Brian said, as far as like, quote unquote, fearing a team like the Green Bay Packers. Well, Brian will get into this in in great detail here in a moment, but, you know, kind of keeping the Jordan Love, the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, obviously there's a list of things because Aaron Rodgers is a a future first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, But one thing that stands out about Jordan Love is – versus Aaron Rodgers is when Aaron Rodgers gets outside of the pocket, that's kind of when the party starts, yeah. right? So he can make all the throws from inside the pocket, but once you flush him out, that doesn't mean that play's broken. That's when he's most dangerous. Jordan Love is not exactly that. Jordan Love has problems throwing when he's on the run. His numbers, so I'm charting this for tomorrow's 
science left tomorrow. It's Thursday. Yeah. So what I noticed about Jordan Love is his passer rating, yards per attempt, um, his completion percentage over expectation, and his general completion percentage all decline when he's forced to throw yeah. on the run. Yeah. Right. So you want to pressure him, but there's there's kind of a loophole there. He performs well when you blitz him. Yeah. So what you need to do is get pressure with your front four without taking someone out of coverage. You need to force him to, to face that pressure and do it on the run without helping him out by dropping a guy out of coverage to come chase him. If you can do that, there are substantial declines in his production. So that's the difference between Jordan, Lo- uh, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers as far as the most glaring one as I was looking at his film and looking at his numbers. If you can flush him out without a blitz and get him under pressure, get him on the run, he's he flips, the coin flips, and he becomes that young quarterback that doesn't know what's going on. There'll be some panic there. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that, and Patrick's right, if you speed him up, yeah. he, it gives him problems. You know, he he doesn't I mean, he'll stand there and throw the ball out of the pocket. And then there's a lot of times they create they create opportunities for him with the receivers and the tight ends with the spot routes, the flat routes, spot routes are just a little turn in routes. You hit it for five yards or you throw the ball to the flat, that's another five to seven yards. They'll try and get the ball out of his hand, but the the when you speed him up, and I know that blitzing is he's good at that, but the, when when it seems like when he's sped up and like Patrick's talking about when they put him on the move, mm. then he kind of falls apart. He'll throw the ball back to the middle of the field, which is a no no yeah. for so he for doesn't like to be flustered. Like yeah, he, he there's doesn't... no quarterbacks that like to be harassed, and he doesn't get harassed an awful lot. I mentioned the number of of, of, of pressures he's faced this season. You know, but but when you do get that opportunity, it seems like to me there was a there was a throw in the Tampa game that he made that they had a shot at a touchdown on the goal on a fourth down play, and his his he went back, his feet were bad, and but you could tell that he was hurrying to get yeah. the ball out, and now what happened? Ball goes wide, incomplete turnover going the other way, so that's where I think that you know. We'll see what Dallas is able. You, you you naturally know playing the Cowboys that you're going to get pressured. Their tackles play extremely soft, and I mean soft. So who do, who do they have protecting him? Yeah, when you when you look at when you look at their offensive line, though, I, I think it's a, I think it's a there's no real glaring weaknesses with this offensive line. Is like I say, as a unit, they rank near the bottom of the league when it comes to the pressures. That's thirtieth. They've only allowed 181 pressures, which is like I say, Cowboys are right above them, and then there's the Packers right there. So you could kind of get the idea about that. But Rashad Walker, the left tackle, and then Zach Tom, the right tackle, they tend to set soft. And so if Tank or Micah or Armstrong or these guys feel that you're going to set soft, and I mean set soft as they as they drop in their pass blocking. You know, they tend to like sometimes guys will set you on the line of scrimmage and then try and hold you there and not let you. But the but the Packers, they kind of set soft. And so I've seen t- I've seen guys run the tackles back into the quarterback. You know, and then kind of squeeze the pocket that way on this guy. So Tank is looking at his tank plays. Tank's a speed to power guy. Micah, speed to power guy. 
that this could give the Packers a little bit of trouble with their two tackles if they if they continue to set soft in the, in this game. And, and to that point, um, I spoke on it yesterday with the lab coach segment and saying that the the Packers their defensive time to pressure versus Dak Prescott's time to throw works in Dak's, Dak Prescott's favor. When you look at the opposite side of the coin, the time to pressure for the Cowboys defense best in the league two point four four seconds from snap to pressure. Jordan Love's time to throw is typically two. 2.77 seconds. So Jordan Love is going to get sped up in this game yeah. because his offensive line isn't going to be able to give him as much time as he needs against this team, the best in the league at getting pressure. Um, and they're going to disrupt his comfort level. He's going to have to speed up, and that works in the Cowboys' favor as well. And again, to Brian's point, it's largely because that offensive line it's just not solid. And they're going against one of the better defensive fronts in the league. Yeah, they, they, the, the, the home crowd will make a difference on this one. Yeah. It will. It will make a difference of how quickly they're able to try and get out of their stances and how they set and all that. The crowd, crowd, uh, the, the troubles that the the Packers have had that I know. I'm like, I was watching the Giants game, which they lost. I watched the Tampa game, which I was just curious about. What did teams do to them that forced them to lose these games? And 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 the, the like I say, the, the the Giants game, the crowd gave their offensive line some problems with some of their sets and stuff like that, just getting out of their sets. Cowboys crowd will do the same to him this week as well. I'm very curious to see what the crowd looks like uh, against the white. The come on, white come on. It'll, it'll be green and it'll be it'll be a yeah. lot of green and there'll be a lot of white. That's what you're going to yeah. Um all right, well, what kind of challenges does each of the wide receivers present? Yeah, they're they're really really banged up right now and that's a problem and and really Christian Watkins uh, excuse me, Christian Wat- Watson who last year in this game he was having a terrible terrible season then all of a sudden he made, he made he had a, he had a hall of fame pro bowl uh, NFL player association first team <laughs> vote kind of well guy done. yeah well i mean done. really it, it was it, but he has struggled he's missed the last 5 games with a hamstring injury and there's questions about his availability they tried him last week he was limited he couldn't go uh, we'll see We'll see about that. Romeo Dobbs is another one yep. that is dealing with. He 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 got he tried to catch a ball. He extended for a ball in the Chicago game last week. He got rocked pretty good. Suffered a chest injury. Got taken to the hospital. So he's listed right now as really day to day with a chest injury. And so they're they're down. But but what but what's interesting about this group? Is that that others have kind of stepped up and filled in, and Jaden Reed is yes. a really good player for them, and he's a young guy. I mean, you you talk about him and uh, Dontavian Wicks are the two guys that have kind of filled in nicely. I mean, Reed, you watch him; he's got the speed to separate. So he's here's the here's the Watson's kind of was their vertical guy. Well, here's you know in 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 that in that now taking over. Reed has been the guy that's kind of the vertical guy and the guy that's able to separate. The thing you got to watch about Wicks, and he's number 13, is when they run the ball, they usually run it to his side because he's kind of that Noah Brown of back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he can make plays, you know, the, the catches. But when they run, they use him as a blocker. So they'll bring him in motion, block. They'll put the, them to a side, run the ball over there. So he's kind of their guy that if you follow 13 in the running game or kind of key him, you could say, okay, if they're going to run, it's going to be his direction is what they do. Because they'll do a lot of that where they 
run the ball to one side and then motion a tight end across. So like Mike is going to have to deal if he's playing edge. If the ball's going away, if they're going to run away from him, he's going to get some type of tight end coming back and blocking on him. So he has to be aware that it's not. They're not going to let him run free and just chase the play from the backside. But you can follow thirteen, and sometimes he will tell you where the ball is going to go when they run it because he's that he's that uh, he's got that role on the on this team. But yeah, it's they're 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 hurt right now at wide receiver. But the the guys that are playing haven't haven't done a bad job for him as far as filling in. They just haven't been the the the, the guys the top guys. So with the secondary, the Cowboys secondary. What's the best way, or how would you match them up? Well, I think that Dallas could play him straight up. Yeah. And as Dallas will play, I mean, I don't think there's any necessarily any reason to travel this week. There's no alpha. Yeah, there's nobody you would say that, like, okay, we have to take this guy out of the mm. game. You know, I'm, 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 I'm really, really going to keep an eye on the injury report, as we always do every day, about how their, their receivers practice. Because if they're down these receivers now, now it turns into, now it's going to turn into Aaron Jones, the running back. Now that now it really in the, the the tight ends and the running back, I think will be the focal the focal points, uh, you know, going forward here. Because Dallas, I think, can match up okay on the outside. Currently, the way it is, we'll see what happens though with the running game. You know how you know Aaron Jones is. They've done a really good job of now, you know, his toughness and downhill ability and. He could be difficult to defend. Dallas saw it last year when he was running the ball. Really didn't have a very good handle on him at all. But they like to throw the ball to him. They throw screens. They'll they'll line him up wide like they do Pollard. They'll throw him the ball out wide. They'll bring him inside, throw him the ball. So he he could be a difficult guy to have to to deal with. So that's that's something that you have to kind of keep an eye on. The him M handing him the ball, the cutbacks that he makes. They'll run it to the weak side. They'll they'll put the formation. Everybody lined up strong and then hand the ball back the other way. So you're kind of overcommitted over to one side, and then they take the ball back the other way. So pretty creative way that they try and get him the ball and, and, and hand him the ball and then allow him to do what he needs to do. Yeah, if you're the Cowboys secondary, just play straight up and win your matchups. Yeah. Cowboys are a defense that likes that prefers to play man over playing zone. Yeah. Uh, and this is a game that, that you can be successful in that, especially if Gilmore is on the field because, you know, like Brian said, they don't the Packers don't have an alpha, yeah. an alpha receiver. What they do a good job of is spreading the ball around right. evenly. Whether, you know, Christian is on the field, not on the field, whether Romeo Dobbs plays or not yeah. doesn't play. If you if you go and you look at how they how Jordan Love loves to, yeah. you know, hit his guys he's looking for the open target he's not going in saying okay well we have a cd lamb we got to you know get the offense generated through him and let it work off of that he's just going in saying i'm going to drop back and whoever gets open that's who's getting the ball so if you're the Cowboys secondary just win your matchups and, and you're good on that front you know it, in the games i watched and i mentioned i watched the giants game and the tampa game they were back-to-back losses and then i watched the bears game just to kind of get an idea what they're doing when when you, Jordan Love was against man coverage was eight of eighteen for seventy one yards in the two games they lost against man coverage, but against the Bears he was four for four, 
you know, for 44 yards and two touchdowns. So here, here you go. I mean, Dallas plays predominantly man coverage. Yep. They, that's 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 how they operate. That they're they're not going to get away from that. But the games where he's the struggle, the games I watched, eight of eighteen for seventy-one yards, a touchdown and an interception in those two games, playing man coverage. So do the best you can to make it difficult for him potentially playing some of that man coverage. And then speaking, you bring up Aaron Jones, who's typically given the Cowboys fits. Um, over the course of you know his career facing the Cowboys, he plays up to the Cowboys. That's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, and you know AJ Dillon, he's he's definitely solid, but that running offense runs through Aaron, uh, and they're pretty good from twenty to twenty. Between the twenties, they're they're pretty good. But if you look at the film and then you look at their trends. They hit a brick wall in the red zone yeah. with their run offense. They really hit a brick wall in the red zone with the run offense, and ironically with the run defense. And Brown will touch on that tomorrow. But there, there's some leverage for you as a cowboy if you're playing the Cowboys defense. If you're playing for the Cowboys defense, you try to keep them from getting to the red zone, obviously. But once they get in the red zone, they become wildly one-dimensional. So that's when you have to look for Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones <laughs> leaking out of the backfield yeah. on some of those screens or something like that. Jordan Love, he can be effective in the red zone, but you can shut down a running offense if, of the Packers that when they get into the red zone, they're really not good at poking that ball in. So. I like everything that I'm hearing right now. <laughs> but uh, let's take our final break. When we come back, um, we'll keep di- dissecting this offense a little further and then get into some other topics as well for this weekend. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com cowboys with the code cowboy VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the break. Your Dallas Cowboys return home to take on the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round of the 2023 playoffs. Get ready uh, to white out. AT&T Stadium Sunday, January 14th at 3.30 p.m. on Fox. It's time to seize everything for playoff updates. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Now, with everything that you guys said, this is a matchup that what I'm taking is now you can put more forces into stopping the run and taking care of that area of the game rather than having to help in the back with yeah, they're the gonna, passing yeah, game. So they're going to try to unleash Aaron Jones on you early and often to help their young quarterback be able to operate. So that's definitely going to be something that you need to key in on. Um, but when they do drop back and pass with Jordan Love, like we talked about um, a couple segments ago, it's it's about getting him uncomfortable because some play, some quarterbacks, like Brian said, no quarterback wants to be uncomfortable. No. That, that's just yeah. the yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to be uncomfortable. The question is, when you're uncomfortable as a quarterback – can you still excel at your job? Dak Prescott has shown that when he's on the run, he can excel at his job. Aaron Rodgers, when he's on the run, he can excel at his job. Jordan Love, when he's on the run, he's not. He doesn't play good football. So if you can stop the run and then force the game onto Aaron Jones um, and then get him pressured, get him moving, get him on the ground, then you got the game well in hand. Is he, I'm assuming, based on what you guys have said, he's not the type of quarterback that can make a comeback towards the end of, you know, that's not the last... their type. That's not their offense. No, they don't play well from behind. They have to be competitive. Uh, you have to allow them to remain in the game, and that's where self-inflicted wounds can be big for the Cowboys. You need to go in there and you need to execute, and you need to do away with the the holding penalties on offense, and do away with the false starts. Do not let this team hang around because if they're still around, you know, middle of the fourth quarter, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But if you jump up on them quickly. 10-point lead, 14-point lead, yeah. force Jordan Love to be the hero against this pressure and an offensive line in front of him that doesn't do well against as well as protecting him from the pressure, then the Packers are in for a blowout. So it really just depends on which Cowboys team shows up. That's why it's so good that they're at home because typically at home, more often than not, the one that ex- the version of the Cowboys that executes and does away with a lot of those self-inflicted wounds, that's who typically shows up. All right. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about your thoughts on Dan Quinn. He talked the other day to the media. And just overall, thought I, I love him saying how they're sharpening the axe and all of that and getting like ready. It. But the thought of, of just the way they've been playing defense in general as a whole in the last couple, uh, the last three weeks, I would say, in where they started kind of inclining and seeing areas of improvement where they have shown some improvement and being that defense that 
bends and don't break, but then now starting to get some turnovers. Is this something that you guys are expecting to carry into this game where maybe possibly they can start creating some more turnovers? Yeah, I, I think that the, the thing that you can always count on with the Cowboys is they're going to get pressure. Dan's going to dial up pressure. He's going to find ways to take advantage. We mentioned the soft tackles uh, with the Packers. Uh, you know, you, the way that you, if you create, you, you, you make him feel uncomfortable being Jordan Love. Make him uncomfortable and then make him have to force the ball. And then forcing the ball, we, we saw what happened last week against the Commanders. Young quarterback, you know, Sam Howell drops back, pressure, what happens? Ball ends up in Donovan Wilson's hands, mm. you know, because Tank hits the arm and now the ball's fluttering around. Jordan Love can make throws. He's capable of making all the throws. The thing is, his ball will float a little bit. But you've got to find a way to, if you get to him, force him to make some of those, those really those tight window throws that no quarterback really, really likes to make. But Dan will do a good job of, of knowing, like, okay, okay, who do I need to take away? Who do I need to take, try and eliminate uh, on at receiver? And then, but down in distance, and then figure out, though, how do I get pressure on this guy and then cover everything else? Because I, I, with Dan, he's going to do that. He's going to get pressure, and he creates turnovers. And besides that, even if they catch the ball, these defenders have done a great job. Wilson, Lewis, yes. these guys, you know, they knock tank, they knock the ball out. They get in that scrum, even the guys carrying the ball, knocking knocking the ball out of there. So, yeah, it, it's it, Dan's got it. That's what got, I love. It's not like they catch it. Yeah. The receiver catches the ball and they're like, oh, well. They got it. Okay, yeah. they they will fight. A, the, yeah, yeah, they keep going a, yeah, and trying to knock the ball out. Knock the ball out, and right. I think that's how you affect the you affect the Packers here. That you 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 make you make a young quarterback have to deal with a lot of different circumstances. You know, Dak has seen this. He's seen it all. You know. Jordan Love hasn't seen it all. He's seen a lot of it from the sidelines, but he hasn't experienced. How many years? He's, is this three? It's his fourth year, fourth. I think. Yeah, fourth year, I believe, in the league. Did I get that right? I thought he was uh, yes. fourth yeah, year yeah, in the yeah. league. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So see, he's he he just every every day is a new experience for him. But I, you know, playing a defense like this that creates so much pressure and having to, you know, they've had they had they had a couple of times they had delay game penalties. Because play not getting in fast enough, mm -hmm. and him kind of, you know, Dan's going to, the crowd noise is going to be a factor. Defense is going to be a factor. Dan giving him a different look. Oh my gosh, Micah Parsons moved from here to here. Right. Now, you know, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, is all not of a sudden, here, yeah, there. all of a sudden, Gilmore's on my best guy over here. You know, oh my gosh, I got to worry about and playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's a no, whole new, yeah, it's a whole know, new environment. It's, it's a whole new. See, that old is guy dropping back in coverage, yeah. or is he coming for me? Yeah. yeah, the old guy that likes to go on media now and, and do controversial things and talk about people on air. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's no longer there. You know, that's yeah. the thing. You, you, when you played against the Packers. I love the intro. <laughs> yeah, you you, facts, you play against the Packers of old. It was Aaron Rodgers. That's what it was. It was Aaron, Brett Favre. Aaron. Yeah, Rodgers. that's the main weapon that yeah. you feared. That's the guy that it's third ability, nineteen, yeah. and he finds the open guy. You know, that's that's that that. That's, he did not need big name receivers. Like he could not, make it happen. He made he, he made a he, he made a career of of guys that you know Adams turned into a big time. But they the the commitment to going out and finding a first round receiver or paying a first round receiver has never been the Packer way. But now and and Rogers got got away with that because he's that talented of a guy. Anything that Dan Quinn shows this kid will likely be the first time he's seen it. 
And that's and that's your hope going into this game. Okay, so if there was an area where the Cowboys defense could actually struggle in this game against this offense, what would that be? Because right now everything you guys if, have said if, sounds pretty good. Two things. They have to figure out how to slow down Aaron Jones between the 20s. Yeah. Because he does very well between the 20s. It's not until the, the Packers get into the red zone where their run defense falls, run offense falls off of a cliff. So you got to slow him down in between the 20s. And that's step one. Step two, now that the game is on uh, Jordan Love, you have to affect the pocket. You have to collapse that pocket, preferably from the interior, but in any variation, from the exterior, the interior, whatever. If you allow Jordan Love to sit in that pocket, he, he can make all the throws, and he will make the throws. And because he doesn't have that alpha guy, you don't necessarily know who to key in on, which makes that much more dangerous for a quarterback that's comfortable because you know that he can throw and will throw to whoever is open. He's not, you know, just keying in or this is my guy. I'm not getting off of this read. You don't know who the read is just yet because everybody is middling option, right there, yeah. right? Everybody's an option. So stop Aaron Jones between the 20s, which will help keep them from moving the chains. And then once Jordan Love is dropping back, do not allow him a clean pocket because he can make those throws. Any other areas that you see, Brian, for struggles? Yeah, I just you know, you always worry about the running game kind of stuff. I mean, that's that's kind of a standard thing with this, you know, this team. I mean <laughs> a weekly basis. Well, you know, but yes. no, they played better. They have. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at the But at least Jonathan Hankins is back. Yeah, you look at you look at the Miami game, you look at the Detroit game, you look at the you look at what they did against the commanders. Yeah, They've gotten better in the running game. Yeah. yeah, Hankins being back is a huge help for them, but it's going to be it's going to be about they've got to match. Green Bay is going to try and physically run the football, and then they're going to do it with movement. They're going to fool you with you know they're going to try and mess with your eyes. They're going to do motion. They're going to bring guys across. It's going to be jet sweeps. There's going to be all kinds of things. You know, you assignment sound football. It's cliche to say, but that's what it is. But it's gonna. It's about physical. It's about winning the line of scrimmage, though, and it's about getting to Aaron Jones before he has a chance to get to you. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing why teams stop Tony Pollard. They get to Tony Pollard before he gets going. You yeah. know, but Dallas has Dallas has done a better job of winning the line of scrimmage and playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage here the last several weeks. All right. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much, Brian, Patrick, and thank you to everyone who tuned in live. I'm struggling today, but we made it. Yes, we made it through we the whole it. show. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be breaking down the Packers' defense against the Cowboys' offense. So make sure to tune in tomorrow, and Derek should be back They're to hosting. Trouble. So They're thank you guys so much. For Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, I'm Amber Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!